Hello, and welcome to Queen Bees, where two 80s babies that drink, curse, and tell it like it is are here to inspire, encourage, and empower others. No candy coating here, with the occasional cursing and lots of laughs. I am Tina, and I like white rum, true crime, and a good time. I'm Lisa, and I love riding my Harley, traveling the world, and a damn cold drink in my hand. Hey y'all, it's Tina. And Lisa. And we're back for a new fresh episode of Queen Bees. Following up from last week's episode and the challenge, I donated some clothing to our local church thrift store. And I also went to Lisa's fetch fundraiser and spent too much money. But it was all for a good cause. So that's all that matters. I did win some good stuff and had a great time though. So this week we are going to be talking about combating the boredom monster within your children. Especially since we're coming into spring here and we've had lots and lots of rainy days where they can't go outside and play or do anything or sometimes in the winter when it gets super cold and it's just can't go outside and do anything or even certain times when the snow is melting and it's just you know I feel like there's always certain times of year that it just isn't a good time to go outside and play like when the snow is really you know that weird thaw where like half the time they fall through and then there's all these muddy spots yes holes and I don't know I'm I struggle with that one too just because like I don't want them to come back inside and it's like six hours of cleaning the mud off of everything too right You can also do it for long trips, like we'll be going down to the Milwaukee area at the end of the month, which is a little over a four-hour drive for us. The kids aren't so bad now that they're older and have electronic devices, but when they were younger, it was always trying to find something to keep them occupied for that trip. Or if you're taking a a road trip with your kids and you're going to be gone for a whole week. Going across several states or anything like that. um, Sometimes that can be challenging no matter what age your kids are. I don't care if you're in the car for two hours or 12 hours or 24 hours. It's it's brutal with kids. We've even used some of this stuff on some camping trips when it starts raining or... It's warm out, but they don't want to go swimming or they're just right. not right. up for a hike. Well, let's hop into it. So what are a few things that you would start with? So I'm going to jump right into the traveling because I feel like that one we can kind of keep relatively short and sweet. Um, certain things that I've done with my kids, depending on how long the trip is, Um, Now, I'm mainly talking about longer trips, but um, especially if you're going to go across several states or across country altogether, um, depending on the age of your kids, you know, bringing a notebook, 
bring a notebook, a pen, some markers, things like that. If they're really little, you don't want to do that because you don't want to take the chance that they color on your seats. But if they're old enough um, where they know better and maybe they can write a little bit or write a lot, this is a fun one. And that's the license plate game where you try to write down the license plates of every state that you see. Um, especially when you're going through several states, the kids find it kind of interesting. If the car ride is too long, sometimes they get a little bored with that. So it's good to throw in other games. Um, so other games that we've also played along with the license plate game, I feel like that's one that you kind of just keep going for the duration of your trip. Um, but another really fun one is like car bingo, whether you make it yourself or you go somewhere and buy it, it is not expensive either way. Um, and essentially car bingo is, you know, everyone knows what bingo is, but you pick items that are on the road. So maybe it's a red truck or a white truck, a semi, a tractor, a train, and it can be all kinds of other weird, neat, interesting things too. Like maybe if you're looking for horses or cows or a hot air balloon or an airplane. Um, so I always took um, washable marker, not washable markers, the dry erase markers. And I would just make one, I'd make a car bingo myself and I'd laminate it. And then you can use it over and over. So have like four sheets and a dry erase marker. So they mark off all the ones. And then whenever they get a bingo, I would give them like a sucker or something. Um, so that's a really easy one too. And I know I've seen that you can buy them. I'm sure you can get them at Walmart or Amazon, things like that. Um, so those are my two really favorite ones when it comes to traveling, um, depending on the age of the kids. I also highly recommend stopping at convenient places that you can do more than just grab food and gas and go to the bathroom, um, especially when the kids get a little bit older and they need to get that energy out. It's good to find a place that you can stop where there's, you know, maybe a little grassy area or a parking lot to the side a little bit where they can toss a ball around for a few minutes, maybe play like a quick game of tag in the yard to kind of just get some of that energy out, like just do that burst of running. Um, so they're not in the car, like going stir crazy. Yeah. Even at some of the rest stops, a lot of those have some of the nice grassy areas. You could do like a quick, whoever gets to the other end and back the fastest wins a sucker just to burn out some energy or even a race to the potty. We used to do that when we would go up North with our mother, every time we would stop at the rest stop between the whole group of us. Cause we all went hunting up North. We'd all stop, and then whoever got out, ran in there, and got done as fast and was back to the cars first was the winner. And that was one way of our mother burning up some of our energy. Right, and also making the stop not last for freaking ever by diddle-daddling. Right. Um, Another way that I rewarded my kids was um, giving them just like a dollar or two. And essentially, the purpose of that was that they had a little bit more spending money on vacation. Um, or helping me like pump gas and stuff like that. Like, Hey, whoever pumps gas this time gets a buck. And, um, depending on the age of the kids, some of them might think that that's great. And other ones might be like, that's nowhere near enough money. Like I want $5 or something. So I think it kind of depends on the age of your kids too. Right. Um, but that was another way that I found that really helped. And like, I already had money set aside to give them as like a little bit of spending money. So really it was just a way for me to like calm them into behaving a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, 
Also, if you can find like McDonald's or things like that, that have those indoor playgrounds. So if it is crappy outside, at least you have that as like a backup where they can go play. Now, obviously, if your children are like 14, they're probably not going to find that as very cool or fun. And they probably won't even fit down some of those slides. Um, but again, these are all kind of like different age sort of ideas. Uh Right, like my 14-year-old, that's not really 14 because she's almost 17, but she wouldn't, she probably wouldn't even partake in the running across the lot type thing. Unless the adults were maybe doing it too, then maybe she would have been like, okay, I'm getting in on it. But 14's a tough age, whether it's a boy or a girl, because that's your like, you're really coming into your teens and you just hate everybody other than your friends. But maybe if they have a favorite sport like soccer or basketball, bring a soccer ball or a basketball and have them, you know, I know there's not really a good way to like shoot hoops, but they could definitely like try to do a few tricks in the parking lot, like get the ball under your leg and do this and that. And, um, you know, as a parent, maybe you can try to do a little bit of defense and uh, try to steal the ball from them or vice versa. You know, if you have the ball, have them try to steal the ball from you kind of deal. So those are all kinds of ways, um, that we've done things in the past and things that we've tried that I felt have worked really well. I also feel like if you're going to do like the road tripping slash costs going across country for a very long distance, not just, you know, your two hour, your four hour, maybe even if you got to six hours, you might want to consider doing this, but um, finding places to stop that are unique um, there's a little bit more background work involved in this because you have to do your homework and your research. But I always tried or, you know, even if we were just driving and I saw like, oh, that gas station has some really cool stuff in the parking lot. So I would try to stop at gas stations that and I noticed this the most at gas stations, I should say. They'll have like dinosaurs in the parking lot, you know, like the the big crazy statue yeah, or, or like, like a, a gigantic sh- moose or a pink elephant so or the saw, giraffe. Yeah. So if I saw that kind of stuff, I always try to be like, okay, let's get a picture by it. And if they were cheesy about getting pictures, I'd at least be like, hey, you know, try to point it out to them. Like you might never see this again, especially when they're younger. They seem to be more into it as they get older. Obviously, everything is stupid. So like you were saying, you know, the teen years. Right. But the whole if they're into sports or anything like that, those are some good ideas for even the older kids that are teenagers. Even a baseball, just a quick little game of catch. Um, and it's nothing to have a one ball or, you know, a glove and, a, you know, a glove and a ball or things like that, depending on what kind of games. I mean, I've even seen games as simple as, um, and I can't think of what it's called, but you put the, looks like a big disc on one hand, but it's like Velcro and the ball's got the Velcro on it. So as you throw it back and forth, easier for oh, smaller yeah. kids to play catch. I mean, stuff like that, anything. Wait, we always played the alphabet game, all of us, including the adults on the way down, especially when the kids were learning their alphabet, because that way they had to look for signs that started with the, you know, start with A, then start B, and whoever gets to the end wins, and they could pick, like, pick what we ate for dinner then that night, or... And depending on the age of the kid, you can pick the difficulty of it. So obviously it's more difficult if you have to find the first letter of the word. Right. But if when they were really little, it was anything that just has an A or a B in it. You know, we did so, any sign or license plate when they were really little. 
but the older that they got, we did make it a little more hard, like no more license plates, only signs. And now that they're 10, 11, and 16, it's only the first letter. Right. We've also had um, Car Yahtzee, which all of these car games you can find at Walmart or the bingo. And we always took coloring books and just regular cards. Uh, another good one is, again, earlier I, I mentioned the notebook and the pen and paper and markers, things like that. Um, so not only to write down the the license plates states but and this was something i did when i was a kid because we didn't have 50 million electronics you write notes and you put it on the window and like share it with passing okay so my kids aren't quite old enough for this one yet but this is the next one i'm going to be introducing to my kids because it is funny as hell when you drive by cars with weird ass notes on the window i mean okay let's let's be responsible here Probably don't want to suggest like, hey, I've been kidnapped, you know, no, yeah, nothing that like, it's going to alert the police to be called. Right. But like one that we did back in the day, I remember my my really good friend's grandma used to take us up to the Dells every every year, once a year. And we she was always in the fast lane, like going slow as molasses. So we'd be put like, sorry, old lady driving and put it up. Oh, my God. The looks and the laughs we used to get from people. Freaking hilarious. I mean, but you can do anything like. I poop my pants or um, honk if you love, love the Packers or I mean, anything. Give me a thumbs up if you like the color black or blue or what's your favorite. Even just be like, what's your favorite color and see if anyone answers you back. I mean, we used to write some of the funniest shit ever and had so much fun doing that. My husband and oldest have done that. And they absolutely loved it and were cracking up at the responses that they would get from people or even just the looks. And then, of course, if you're into electronics or your kids are older, those are always a good thing to bring, whether it's a two, four, six or four day trip, just to switch things up here and there. They can listen to music. They can play whatever games they have on it. They can even draw on it depending on what kind of device they have. If they don't have internet in the car, so like if you don't have car or, you know, like the vehicle internet or a hotspot that you can be mobile, a lot of devices will let you download like Netflix movies or whatever, you know, streaming app that you have. They'll let you download a few movies in advance. I found that to be really helpful with little kids because then they could just pick from those couple of movies. Right. Um, But I also don't like my kids to be on devices 24-7 when we're traveling, especially because look in your back seat and I bet you 50 bucks your kid is sitting back there with the device in their lap and their head completely tilted down. Do you know what I'm saying? So now they have their head and their neck at like an L shape and it's just, it's so bad for them and it drives me crazy. So that's one of the reasons I really don't like doing too much device time in the car. I mean, some I think is almost a, a little bit necessary depending on the age of the child and depending on how long you're going to be in the car. But I really well, they also think... have the things for the, like the clear plastic bag. You can get them on Amazon. They're, they're waterproof cases for like tablets and you can hang them on the back of the headrest. 
if you're going to download a couple of movies for them to watch. And then they can each bring their own device, tablet, that goes in their separate waterproof clear bag things and you hang them on the headrest and then they each hook up their bluetooth headsets or their plug-in headphones and they can each watch their own separate movies not be fighting over who can see what and things like that when it comes to if you're going to use any of the electronics or just limit it right so that way they're not hunching their neck over constantly and then getting cricks and creaks and pains totally agreed i'm sure there's 101 other things you can find to do while you're traveling but these are just a few things that i have found that i feel like really helps i haven't done any cross-country road trips with my kids so mine are more of the shorter trips and especially when they were a lot younger So I don't really have a whole lot on that because even when me, you, and mom went down to Tennessee, we still played games as adults. We did the license plate game and the alphabet game because after a while, even as an adult, it gets boring just being in the car hour after hour after hour. I even took several naps because it took us so long to get through Illinois and there was nothing to look at. (laughs) (laughs) and I am one of those people I cannot read in a car it makes me car sick so uh for some people that's a a a good way for them to pass the time and they really enjoy doing it but it's just not something that I can do I cannot read either but I will listen to audiobooks which would be another good thing if you're going to bring electronics for your kids download an audiobook that they can plug in their headset or connect the Bluetooth headset and they can listen to an audio book and then their head's not crunked over because they're not trying to read it themselves. They're not looking down at their lap. They can actually sit upright and appropriately to stay safe. I would suggest if possible, if there's an actual like printed copy of the book that they can follow along with, especially if they're in that, like they can kind of read, but they can't read really, really well just yet. I always felt like when I was younger, I struggled to learn how to read for a while there. Like I could read, but I struggled. I found audiobooks and following along and actually like looking at the words helped me a lot. That's not a bad idea, even for at home. If your kid's having trouble reading. Right. And then for all the moms out there or dads who have to drive those children for long distances, I'm going to tell you right now, get yourself yourself a really, really good set of earbuds. I don't care if you like AirPods or if you prefer more of the like full-blown headset with like the noise canceling. So when you have tried everything and your children are just driving you absolutely insane, you can just put on a little bit of music and rock out for a couple of minutes and keep your attitude positive versus getting extremely stressed out on what should be a really nice trip slash vacation. Most definitely. Or if you're trying, trying to drive in the middle of the night or it's late and they fell asleep. So you have the radio down and you don't want to wake them up. You can also pop in those earbuds or put on those headphones 
Turn your own music on, your own podcast, your own audio book. That way you can still listen to something without waking the rest of the passengers up. And I do highly recommend driving at night if that's something that you feel comfortable with doing. I know some people have a harder time seeing at night, especially if you wear glasses. I'm told that a lot of people get a lot of glares and things like that um, from lights reflecting off um, their lenses and, and whatnot. Um, but I've always found it easier to drive at night. One, because the kids seem to just be calmer because it's getting to the end of the night and they're getting tired. Um, and then generally they'll fall asleep and I'll drive a lot at night. Um, there's less traffic. A lot of times the semis are all in the slow lane going the exact same speeds. So you're not trying to like get around this one and go this way. And then you have that one crazy driver that's doing 120 and weaving in and out of traffic. I found it's just so much less traffic and it just... In my opinion, traffic runs so much more smoothly at night. Now, I'm sure this is not always the case, but in my experience, I've had a lot of luck with it that way, especially if your kids are really little. That way they, you know, they normally sleep at night for several hours. So if you can get in half their night of sleep, um, driving and getting to your destination, as long as you feel that when you get there with your kids, your kids will be able to go back to sleep. Because like, let's say you get there at midnight you don't want your kids waking up and running around like cycles at midnight if you're at a hotel or something like that. My kids were always pretty easygoing about me carrying them in and going going right back to bed. So I know that that could be an issue for some people depending on the age of the child as well. Things you can do at home to combat that boredom monster. For those rainy days, shitty days outside, or it's just too hot, too cold, whatever reason they can't be outside. What I do is mainly simple things like... We'll be right back after a brief message about our sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is completely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need right at your fingertips and all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app Or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Have them make an obstacle course or build a fort or depending on how much time I have to actually spend with them doing it or even just having them do it, have a nerf fight. They all go to separate rooms and like load up all their guns and make their plans out and, and then... They have to clean up all their Nerf bullets when they're done, but even my husband will get in on that, the Nerf game, the Nerf fight. I usually hide in the closet with the big Mondo one that shoots like 200 rounds, and I'm just like, <laughs> and blasting them. You can- I have also done the Nerf fight thing, and it is 
to say it's a blast is a complete understatement. I did not realize how fun Nerf guns were as an adult until my kids were that ripe age of doing it where they'll like actually hide behind the couch and duck under the kitchen table. And it, it makes And it not just cry thrilling. about getting hit with a Nerf right. bullet, like actually partake in it and not be upset that they got shot. Absolutely. You could do some baking. If your kids are interested in the baking or cooking, you can go and have them go through one of the recipe books and pull out all the ingredients and you kind of just guide them through it depending on their age. So like, like my middle child is 11 going on 12 and she loves baking and cooking. So I'll sit at the table with her and have her pull everything out, measure it, and kind of just guide her as she goes about it. When she was much younger and still very interested in it, I helped out a lot more, but I still had her, okay, I need you to go get the flour. I need you to go get the eggs, and I need two eggs. And then you can work on teaching them which ingredients are which. You can work on your counting and your math skills and other things like that that they're not even realizing that they're using. Same with cooking. If they like cooking, you can even do some basic stuff like mac and cheese or grilled cheese or scrambled eggs or fried eggs. Or even just have them assist you in cooking dinner in general. You know, or maybe if it's lunchtime, just have them help. Like, hey, get this out. Hey, butter the bread. Hey, you know, grab the eggs, put the eggs back, help me crack the eggs. Or I would even have them say, uh, how about you make lunch for everybody today? No matter what it is, it could be ham sandwiches with potato chips. But why don't you sit down and write out a little menu for everybody of what they're going to have for lunch and then go make lunch. And like I said, it could be some as simple as ham sandwiches and potato chips and some fruit on the side. Something really easy for those younger kids. It could be something more entailed like chicken quesadillas if they're older and like doing more intricate type cooking. And then of course we have a bazillion board games, games in general, and cards. We've got Uno. We've got regular cards. We've got a llama that spits. And then we've got the doctor game and Battleship and Clue, Monopoly. The So stock up on those board games. And even our 16-year-old gets in on the board games. So that's something that you can kind of draw some of those older teens to come join the family fun party, especially Monopoly. Who doesn't love winning at Monopoly and owning all the properties so that you can slay the other people? Or life is another good one to have. My kids absolutely love Uno and it's good for traveling too. Um, So if you are, that's another one that kind of goes a little bit back to. So yeah, you can absolutely play it at home, but take it when you go on vacation too. Because when you're on vacation and you're stuck somewhere, it's really easy to fit in your suitcase. But if it's a rainy day on vacation, that's a good one that the kids love to play. So it's just a regular pack of cards because there's so many ways games that you can play with just a basic pack of cards. And I feel like there's the usual, you know, coloring and painting and things like that. Um, But another one I found, as odd as this sounds, have your kids empty out their toy box. Whether you tell them like, hey, we're cleaning out your toy box or 
or tell them, you know, you want them to find five toys that they need to donate to a needy kid or something, I guarantee you, your kids will find toys in that toy box they forgot about. And while they're doing it, they'll end up playing for like a solid hour with toys that they yes. completely <laughs> forgot they even owned. So that is one. I I mean, I cannot tell you how many times, I mean, if I'm actually trying to clean the toy box, it frustrates me. But on the flip side, I've found that that's another one where I'm like, hey, go check out your toy box. And I want you to pick out five things you're willing to donate because then they feel like they're helping out a needy kid or someone, you know, who might need something like that. But then also finding toys that they're missing out on playing with. It's a good distraction and it's something you don't have to help them with whatsoever. So if you're in the middle of something, it's a, it's a way to kind of be like, Hey, go do this for a little while. Leave me. Right. I gotta, and for me, like I work from home. So that's one thing that I have totally used. Like, Hey, I really need to finish this report. Like go check out your toy box for a little bit, like clean it out for me. And I'll, I'll, I'll really appreciate it. And, and so will the kids that we donate these toys to or whatever. I've never done that, but I have done like scavenger hunts and I tell each of them to pick five things to put on the list for a scavenger hunt. And it can be, you know, a fork or a paper clip, a blue shoe, a Nerf bullet. And then I make out the whole list. And then as one, And then they all have to go find the things. And sometimes then when they're searching through their toy bin for that Nerf bullet, because that's where they thought they left it, or then they're searching under their bed and it takes them a while to find some of the things. And you can put some yourself on there that you know are a little bit harder to find within your house. Or maybe word it in a way that they still understand, but are kind of like, well, what what could be a black stick? Right. You know, things like that. Another one that I recently started doing is, um, my son does not like doing this one. So this is not one that works for him, but it does work amazing for my daughter. Cause she's so like crafty and really likes that sort of thing. Um, I'll have her color a picture or paint a picture cause she's old enough to do, that on her own without it being a disastrous mess. Um, But also I have her write a letter to grandma or great grandma or a great aunt and be like, Hey, we're going to do a little pen pal thing. Like we're going to send, we're going to send them a little, a little love note, a little, Hey, how's it going? Um, So she, my daughter actually just got one in the mail the other day back from uh, her great aunt sale. So she's going to be spending some time writing a little note back to her. And I always think it's cute when she draws her a picture or something. Specifically, my daughter loves, loves, loves to watch tutorials on how to draw something. And she's like a little perfectionist. And honestly, when she's done, it's way better than I as an adult ever could have drawn. But she really follows the steps and and listens to the tutorial. And then sometimes she colors them in and sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she'll just put some stickers around it. But even just writing like five sentences on a piece of paper and then we mail it out it keeps her distracted for a solid hour doing her what we call like crafty stuff. She does not make a mess doing it because it's literally just pen and paper, a couple stickers. If she's drawing pencils, you know, things like that. So that's another really good one for her. We've done the pen pal thing with distant relatives or even just filling out cards or little letters 
that we would then drop off at one of the nursing homes. We've done stuff like that. Yeah, nursing homes. I hadn't even thought of that. That's a really good idea. I bet you she drew some pictures to give out at the nursing home. I bet you they would love that and she would love it. Or even around like Thanksgiving, Easter, like any of the holidays. If it's a crappy day and they're stuck inside, do some Easter cards, Thanksgiving cards, Christmas cards, uh, shit like that. And then just drop it off at the one of the local nursing homes. They would love to get something from a kid. And you can even write a return address in there if you want to set up a pen pal type thing. So my oldest started out with doing uh, letters to my grandma or our grandma and cards back and forth. And then her other grandma had suggested that she do some cards or notes or letters with some of the residents at her nursing home because she was a CNA there. So that's how we got started with that kind of stuff. And then now the middle child will do it sometimes and make out the cards, do things like that, which keeps them occupied, helps other people out, makes those residents feel not so lonely. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I know Avery would love that one. Another great thing is those Lego kits. I know that some of them can be really expensive depending on what they are, like, you know, 100 bucks and or up. But you don't have to get the super expensive ones. You can do some of the smaller ones. But that gives them something to follow directions to put it together because it's a specified kit on how to put, say, like a treehouse together or a Star Wars spaceship or a pirate ship or whatever kit that you buy. So it's more time consuming. It keeps them focused and quiet rather than just some basic Legos that you can build anything and then or even if you do have just basic Legos, no actual kits. They sell this really awesome book on Amazon. I think it's like $16 or $18. And they have a million different ways on how to build stuff for Legos. So you could build a cat, a dog, a car. I mean, almost anything they have in there. So you don't even have to go buy those specific kits. You can just go buy a bunch of Legos. Or if you have a bunch of Legos, just go buy that book. And they'll go through it and find something that they want to build as an activity to keep them occupied. They could put on a fashion show if it's a girl or a boy. Boys cannot model their cowboy boots and... Well, and depending on if they have, like, old costumes that they stockpiled. Like, for a while, we got a bunch of costumes given to us by other people that then my kids could pick from whatever they wanted to wear for Halloween that year. So Avery would have multiple dresses, but Hunter also had several superhero outfits, like just wearing old Halloween costumes and stuff. And they would just run around and do that kind of stuff. Right. Or you can even have, like, depending on how young they are, you could do like a little tea party, have them help you make a couple of, you know, just smaller peanut butter and jelly or ham sandwiches. And then, cut them into four like the triangle so they look like tea sandwiches and have a little mini tea party something like that 
my daughter would do that. And sometimes I'd make hot chocolate for her. So she thought she was really like having tea. Yeah. Um, otherwise, another thing I did when she had a friend over who didn't like hot chocolate, because she actually has a little actual glass tea party set her grandma got her. Um, we did apple juice. I just put apple Wait, juice in a do- little craft for them. And honestly, I just put down like a, a tablecloth. So if they wrecked it, I really didn't care. Spilled a bunch. But right, I didn't and you give can... them a ton. And in the craft thing, I only filled it like halfway. And then when they fill their little teacups, I mean, they're tiny. Right. They only so... hold like like a shot's worth. Yeah. But you could use any kind of liquid. Water, milk, Kool-Aid, you name it. Whatever the kids like drinking, you can use that for the tea party and make some little tea sandwiches, shit like that. Um, my kids really love doing forts. Um, I know you mentioned that one already, but I feel like there's a variety of ways to do it. Like my daughter has an actual indoor tent. So she's done that before where then they make like their own like play spot in there. Like they'll put like pillows and cushions and we actually have this like rollout mattress pad thing. So she'll put all that in there and set it up as like her private space. But then we've also done it where we'll like haul chairs into the living room and you put a bunch of like blankets and sheets over it. Um, And then as far as obstacle courses go, um, so back in my day, you know, because I'm super old over here, uh, the couch cushions came off and you could like throw them all over the floor and jump from one to the next. The floor is lava! But nowadays, like our couch doesn't do that. So I've had them do it with pillows. Or even take pillow cases if you're worried about them jumping on the fluffy pillow and it, like, slipping out from under them. So we do have two pillows. I don't know why. But they're, like, extra slippy, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, So I don't have them use those just because I don't want them to jump on it and, like, crack an arm or something. But um, I'll have them take the pillowcases off and throw those down. And put them a little further apart so they've got to kind of jump to them. Um, and where I don't really let them like jump on the couch per se, but if they're using it to, like you said, you know, stay out of the lava or not fall in the ocean and let the sharks get them. I don't mind if they like use the couch to go from place to place and they'll move chairs around and go from those, you know, one to the next and things like that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an obstacle course, like where you're making hurdles and things. To me, that's the same thing. Right. Just something that they're trying to avoid like the floor because it's lava or there's sharks in it or depending on if you have a non-carpeted floor you could take some um, painter's tape or masking tape and you could even make a hopscotch board or if you have a basement that has a concrete floor because you don't want them jumping Now, that might not work if you're, like, an upstairs tenant for an apartment. You might be pissing off your neighbors. So it all depends on what space you have. But that's another good idea to do. Or you could have them sit down together and write out a mini story that they then have to act out together. That way they're doing something together working together so they're not fighting with each other, staying occupied. They have to come up with the ideas. It takes time to write out the story. Then they have to go discuss how they're going to put on this play and what costumes they're going to wear. And then they put on the play. So that could take several hours. Right. That's a good one, too. 
I haven't had my kids do anything like that. I've had the two youngest ones do that kind of stuff. And they'll do like that fighting dragons or slaying sharks. And depending on how creative your kids are and um, how much they enjoy using their imagination. Another thing they could do if you have cardboard boxes laying around especially if you're a psycho Amazon order like I am. Um, uh, another thing my kids love to do, if the box is big enough to like get in, they'll go in it and like mess around that way. Or I've had some tall skinny ones. So what they'll do is they'll like cut off the top of one and they'll like put their whole body in it. Like it's like a big, long, like they're stuck in it. You know what I mean? Arms and everything are in it. Um, that one specifically that I'm talking about was a, from a vacuum or something. So it was like long, tall and skinny. Speaking um, of boxes, you can use them and they can make them into make themselves into robots. Yes. Or I've had them cut out swords from them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like play swords, but it's gotta be it can't be like a flimsy cardboard. It's gotta be more of the like durable box ones. But that's another one. And they could be like knights, you know, cut out a shield or whatever. So and it's also a great way for them to use their imagination. I mean, kids don't always just need to be entertained. Sometimes they need to entertain themselves. Yes. Another good one with the cardboard boxes, if you, if you have cats, no, don't shove a cat in a cardboard box. But you could build them or decorate a box like a little kitty house. You know, cut a hole and then where it opens, kind of tape it so it like a peaked roof and make yeah. a little kitty house that's something that's more on the creative side and we'll keep them occupied or even I know my daughter at one point she really really wanted um a bed for her American Girl doll but she doesn't have the official American Girl doll she has the off brand um but she took a bigger box and she like made it into her like she cut the top edges off and I think we even helped her like cut down the height of the box um but then she like made it like as if it was the bedroom of the doll so she actually like took a bunch of pieces of the cardboard and like made a bed and like what would be a dresser I mean obviously didn't have drawers or anything but like she just made it like a boxish shape like a right just so you shape. Like, oh, this is her dresser, and then this is this, and then off the edge of the box, she had a few, like, sets of clothes hanging, almost like it was, like, the closet area. So I was pretty darn impressed with that one. She even took, like, I can't remember what it was. Like, I feel like somehow, somewhere, she got almost like a handkerchief sort of looking thing, and I think it was actually from her tea party set that her grandma got her, but she used that as, like, the blanket over the bedding, yeah. and... She had a pillow of some sort. I don't even remember exactly where she got all of it. She might have even gotten some stuff from the thrift store with her grandma because they are big thrift store people. Um, but just creating her own little, like, bedroom for her doll. And, like, she was in seventh heaven. I seriously think it took her, like, two days to get everything in that whole box. There was more, too. She even drew stuff on the floor. Like, this is the rug and colored it in and That's drew so windows. Cute. And, oh, yeah, she went all out. And then the whole top was wide open so she could stick her hands in and play with it. So she, she loved that one. So cardboard boxes, you don't need to just burn and throw away right away. Like kids will use their imagination and come up with all kinds of shit. Yeah. You could even use it for like the Barbies. If you have a really nice sleeping bag, 
your kids can also hop in that sucker and slide down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, you can I use the suggest car. using laundry baskets because let me tell you, I tried that out as a child and that shit does not work. You will flip over eventually. And then you just roll down the damn stairs yes. and l- use your cardboard boxes to line the stairs to slide down it if you have somewhere safe to actually slide and land, not the wall. Right? <laughs> And probably, again, if you're in an apartment building, you know, I wouldn't use, like, the public stairs and piss off the neighbors unless you got really cool neighbors who totally get that you have children who need to get some energy out once in a while. You could also have them make their own slime or goo or those kinds of projects. And, of course, don't forget about, you know, like, hide and seek or set a reading time like everybody has to go pick a book and you have to read for 30 minutes some kids will really enjoy reading some kids will just lay in bed and kind of look at a book and then fall asleep or pretend like they're reading it but all of these are really simple really easy ideas most of them you don't need to go buy a ton of stuff to do it's not like some crazy volcano erupting project where you know you have to do all this stuff but um i feel anyways that all of them are pretty basic and simple and if you haven't tried out a couple of them i challenge you this week to do one of the suggestions that we made today and let us know how it worked out for you. Did it work? Did it not work? Did your kid love it? Did they hate it? I'm interested to see what you guys um, find about our topics today. Also, if you have a way better idea that we have not thought of, share it, please, because I would love to have another idea um, that my kids would be interested in doing. But I'm definitely, my, I'm challenging my own self to have my daughter, even if I help her with it, do sort of a pen pal thing that she can either, one, drop off at nursing homes, whether it's cards or just pictures she draws. I'll see what she's interested in doing because I know she's going to love this idea. I don't know what I'm going to pick for myself. Why don't one of you guys send me an email of which one I should do? At queenbeespodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. We're also on TikTok and pretty much everywhere. So find us, y'all. Until next time. Have a good one.